tonight, over the next 15, 20 minutes, uh, we're going to attempt to tackle and give you guys a bit of clarity on uh, a topic which statistically for most of you will involve, uh, when you look back, some of the best and some of the worst decisions that you will ever make. And that topic is dating. Uh, we just did a little kahoot about some of the different ways, that some of the different weird uh, cultural things around dating around the world. Uh, and specifically tonight, I want to ask along with you guys and then hopefully answer uh, three questions. So if you want to write down something on your piece of paper, here are three questions that we're going to try and answer tonight. And the first question is, what is dating? What is dating? And the second question is, who should I date? And the third question is, how should I date? So we got three questions. What is dating? Who should I date? And how should I date? Most of our night is going to be spent on that last question. How should I date? But it's pretty much impossible to answer that question if we don't answer those first two. So what I did when I was preparing for this was I jumped straight to the ever useful Wikipedia, uh, the font of knowledge that it is, to see what the world thinks is a definition for dating. Uh, and what it gives, I actually think, is a pretty good uh, stab in the dark at what dating is and at what it could be. And what Wikipedia defines dating as is a stage of romantic relationships where two people meet socially with the aim of each assessing the other's suitability as a prospective partner in a future intimate relationship. <sighs> now, that, that's a lot of big words. It's a little confusing. But essentially what it's saying is that dating is a period of time prior to an intimate relationship where two people assess the other person's suitability as a partner. Now, when we look at that as a Christian, we have to ask ourselves, well, what do we know about intimate relationships? Well, Wikipedia here is quite clearly talking about a physically intimate relationship. Uh, and so if we take it at that meaning, uh, we can already narrow this whole dating thing down to say that if dating is meant to be assessing the other person's suitability for an intimate relationship, for Christians, we're talking about marriage which is God's appropriate place for sexual intimacy. It's, of course, so much more than that. There's so much more to marriage, which I'm not really going to have time to go into tonight. You guys can ask your leaders about that in your response groups. But in terms of us working through this worldly definition and seeing how as Christians we can understand that and work with it, dating is a process of evaluating whether or not two people should get married. And the great thing about thinking of dating as a process is that it has a start and it has an end. And that end does not always have to be marriage, but it could be marriage. And if it's not, if along this process, the answer becomes clear that this person is not a suitable partner for me, then the most loving thing to happen is for that relationship and that process to finish. And so I do want to pause here uh, and say that nobody is perfect except for one person, and that's Jesus. You may be sitting there and you may think, here we go, another relationship dating talk. I've already made mistakes, so this isn't for me. Perhaps you've been hurt. 
perhaps you've caused pain to someone else. And if that's the case, the solution is not to run away from Christ. The solution is to turn to him or perhaps turn to him for the first time because no relationship with a boy, with a girl, with a husband or with a wife is going to fill the void in your soul caused by your and other people's sin. The only relationship that can do that is your relationship with Jesus, who was perfect. And this goes for everyone, right? The purpose of dating, the purpose, sorry, not the purpose of dating, the purpose of life is not to be a boyfriend, not to be a girlfriend, not to be a husband, not to be a wife. Instead, the purpose of life is to first and foremost be in a relationship with Jesus. And so overarching all of our discussions about dating is the fact that you need to and I need to get our relationships with God right before we can hope to get a relationship with a guy or girl right. So with that in our minds, let's talk practicalities, right? We want to give you guys some useful tips, some useful tricks, so that as you go out into the world, you can succeed and you can follow God well. And so if we want to know how to date, we need to first address the question, who do I date? How do I find the right kind of person? As a Christian, we already said that we're called to live our lives fully devoted to God. We're called to run the race of our life directly towards him. If you guys have a Bible, quickly open up to Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3, and we're looking at the first three verses here. This is just very quick. I'm going to do this a couple of times tonight, jump to some verses. It says, since then, since because of what it said before, you have been raised with Christ. So set your hearts on things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. So as Christians, what we're called to do is not focus on this world, but rather focus on Christ. And so as you decide as a Christian to chase the Lord in that race, there will be people running in all sorts of directions. And with this purpose in mind, it gives us a great first step to identify who I should date because there will be lots of cute, eligible people who will be running in all sorts of directions and you can say, no, I'm going this way. And as you do that, some of the people you come across will be running next to you at the same pace as you in the same direction. Some of those people will be your youth leaders, some will be good friends, some will be mentors and others will be cute. And it's those people that you should consider dating, the people going the same direction and the same pace. So when we think, who should we date? This might be a point you want to write down. It's people going the same direction at the same pace. And so as we look at those people, those people coming up alongside, uh, another thing you should keep in mind is to not fall into the trap of the world's consumer mentality. What I mean by that is asking yourself, what can I get from this person? Because the reality is 
You're looking to date so you can marry a human being. And human beings are flawed. We're sinful. If you're trying to find someone to fill the deep crevices of your soul to make you feel complete, you're not looking for a sinful, broken person. You're looking for Jesus. And there's only one of him. And he died to save you. A boy or girl that you might date won't and cannot save you. And don't put that pressure on them because they don't need to. Jesus has already done that for you. And so the second thing that we look for is we look for a companion, not a saviour. We look for a companion, not a saviour. Now, what I'm not saying here is that you just go out and date the most godly person that you can find and you say, yeah, they're a bit boring and I don't really like them, but they're really strong in their faith. Like, if they bore you, that, that's going to suck. <laughs> Remember, like, no one is making you do this. No one is forcing you into a relationship with this person. You have to still get along. And so that's like the third thing that we should keep in mind when we're thinking, who should we date? You need some chemistry. You need to ask yourself, do I like hanging out with this person? Because in the world wants to say that, like, the, the view of Christians is that you get married so you can have sex. But the reality is, is that marriage is just hanging out. Um, those of you that don't know, I got married about two months ago uh, and we've been in lockdown pretty much the whole time. And it's just been a lot of just each other's company. And that's what we signed up for forever. Well, not forever. The next 60, 70, 80 years, God willing. And so you need to be able to get along. You need to be able to watch the same TV shows. But it's more than that. It's more than just hobbies and interests. You need to ask, are we theologically compatible? Do we believe the same things about key parts of the Bible? And that involves knowing what you think about key parts of the Bible. I'm not saying look for a mirror image of yourself, but at least find someone complementary. So in summary, run towards God, look at those running with you and think, could I consider joining hands with them and running the race as companions, not expecting them to save me? And do I like hanging out with them? And that's it. That's who. So then that kind of brings us neatly into our next section. If you want to put a little heading on your page or under that next question of how to date. Uh, keeping in mind what we said right at the beginning, right, our definition of dating, dating is not a status that you sit in forever. It is a process that you move through. It has a start and it needs to have an end. It's a process where you get closer to someone to try and evaluate who they are. And so as we're doing that process, the first thing that you should do, the first way that you date, is you should date prayerfully. Uh, now, all of these points that I'm bringing up about dating there, they were kind of thought up by a guy named Ben Stewart, uh, who I would highly recommend you look him up. Uh, he has some great long talk series, which are a lot longer than this, uh, which you guys can really binge and get into. And he has some great stuff on dating and relationships uh, and I'm just going to try and do my best to kind of summarize them for you and throw some scripture at them for you guys tonight. Um, the first one is that you should date 
prayerfully. Because if we're running this race towards God, we should let him into the process, right? One Peter, right, towards the end of the Bible, James, Peter, Peter, John, 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 Jude, Revelation, 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7 says, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. 1 John chapter 4, verse 18, there is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear. Guys, when we let God into the picture and we have confidence in God, it can take away the fear and the desperation that can come alongside dating. In Proverbs chapter 3, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, that includes dating, submit to him and he will make your paths straight. We need to let God into the process and pray to him about how we date, who we date. Right, We need to let him into the process. And as we do that, at the start, middle, end, wherever you are, that brings us into our next point, which is that in running this race for and towards God, when someone runs alongside you and you're like, hey, I think, I think they're kind of cute. I want to get to know them a bit better. Start that relationship with clarity. In other words, be clear with both yourself and the other person, what is going on. That's point number two. Point one is date prayerfully. Point two is start with clarity because there is great stress in a lack of clarity. Um, let me share uh, with you guys a little bit of a weakness uh, in Kate and I's relationship when we first started dating uh, is that when we first started um, hanging out, um, I was really not clear about what we were doing, uh, mainly because I didn't know uh, and, and Kate didn't really know. Uh, but I wish, looking back, that I had just got up the courage to say, will you go on a date with me? Because the, the uncertainty of are we dating, are we not, like what's going on, why are we hanging out, was so stressful, not just for me, but also for Kate. Uh, and and I've heard that Kate and Nicola have like a text chain, like thousands of text messages long about this issue, and you can ask them about it. Um, but thank God that eventually we had a conversation where I very awkwardly asked, so are we dating? Don't do that. That, like, I mean, there probably really isn't an unawkward way to do it, but... If you're dating someone, have an open and honest conversation about it at the start. And at some point, it doesn't have to be right away, whether it's three, four, five dates in, have a discussion about what it is and where it's going. And that's what we're discussing tonight is what it should be and where it should be going. In Ephesians chapter 4, verse 15, it says, in speaking the truth, in love, we can grow to become in every aspect the mature body of Christ. So when we speak the truth, when we say the truth, when we are clear, we can show love to one another and we can grow in maturity towards Christ and show love. 
on the flip side of that, uh, the world we live in has made talking to people and asking people out on dates incredibly awkward. We do everything by a text message and it's weird. If somebody asks you out on a date, respond with clarity. Give them a yes or give them a no and tell them why or tell them why not so that they can move on so that the relationship, the process of evaluation had a very quick start and finish. Don't drag it out when it's not meant to happen. That brings us into our third point, which is leave some distance between you as you date. This point is for a little bit further on. This is past the initiation stage in the actual relationship. Date with separation. Don't enmesh your lives too deeply. When we look at scripture, it gives us two ways to treat fellow Christians. As we've established already, if you're a Christian, you should date fellow Christians. Kind of makes sense. Uh, so the person you're dating falls into two categories, right? They're either your brother and sister in Christ or they're your husband and wife. They're the two kind of categories that we get for how to treat people. Unfortunately, so often the world wants to put in a third category that the Bible just doesn't allow for, which is like a halfway point between those two. It wants to import the responsibilities of a married relationship without any of the commitment. Don't do that. Don't do that. And I'm not just talking about uh, physical intimacy. This also goes towards big life decisions, right? If you are dating, you are treating each other like brothers and sisters in Christ, and that doesn't mean that you have to not take a job opportunity because you're dating. That might mean that that's the end of the relationship. It might mean that you're actually not compatible. Don't import the responsibilities of a married relationship into a dating relationship. Feel free to leave some distance between you. And the awkward thing about this and the reason why the world pushes against it in a lot of ways is that this creates tension. But dating is not a status that you should sit in for a really long time, right? You're getting close to someone for the purpose of evaluating whether you should get married. And the tension that is created by not enmeshing your lives too much, when you want to make big decisions and you want the other person to go along with you, that should propel you through the process. Um, I know that in a lot of ways, that tension uh, is what led to Kate and I getting married. We started to realize that in the big decisions of life, we were starting to want to line our lives up together, to want to enmesh them more deeply, and that's not appropriate whilst you're dating. Dating is not a status to sit in. It's a process to move through. And in a lot of ways, uh, the way that the world complicates that is by relieving that tension through sex. And that's our fourth point, is that you should date with purity. Why? Because sex complicates things. Like even if we put the Bible aside, which is not something we ever want to do at youth group, even in non-Christian circles, it's pretty clear that sex throws all of these extra emotions into the mix, which will throw off the evaluation process. 
You are trying to figure out if this is a companion you can spend the rest of your life with. But if you get physically intimate too early in that relationship, your brain is telling you chemically to want more of that. Yes, give me more of whatever that was. And you lose the ability to evaluate properly. And you lose the tension propelling you through the process. Set boundaries. I'm not, I don't have time to tell you guys what those boundaries should be. Uh, Kate and I had a conversation very early on about where would and would not be a good place for us to be physically uh, in terms of we didn't uh, go over to each other's houses when there was no one else there. Uh, that's a really clear and obvious one. Uh, but it's good to have those discussions and you can ask your leaders for what might be some good boundaries for you if you're getting into a relationship. However, as I said at the start, uh, you might be sitting there and thinking, okay, that's the, the purity section of the dating talk. Uh, I've already lost uh, my chances at that. Uh, and if that's you, I want to say that there's no shame. If you've stuffed up in the past, you can still turn to God because God forgives and he knows about your past, but he doesn't care. He wants you to embrace a future with him. Luke chapter 15, verse 10, Jesus tells us that there is rejoicing in heaven when even one sinner turns to God and repents. So you can choose to move forward from this moment under God. You can make that choice and there is rejoicing in heaven when you do. And so that brings us to our fifth point. Uh, you should date, and we're going to kind of fly through the next couple. Uh, you should date graciously, right? It seems basic, but treat the other person with kindness and spur them on to love and good deeds as a brother and sister in Christ. And when we treat each other with graciousness, that means that at all points in this process, it's okay for one person to come to the conclusion that the relationship isn't right. And if that happens, be gracious. And if you're the one who wants to do the ending, like we said before, communicate clearly. Have a conversation. Don't just text the other person. And definitely don't just ghost them. Our sixth point, date in community. As you run this race towards God, you are not called to do that alone. You are called to do it in community with other believers. So don't date in isolation. Uh, I mean, it's, I don't mean don't date now in COVID isolation. I only just realised that that word was a bit triggering. Uh, don't hide away the relationship. That's probably closer to what I mean. Seek out and accept counsel from wise people around you and encourage the other person to do likewise. In an abundance of people giving you advice, good people giving you advice, there is safety. And on the flip side of that, uh, if everyone in your life is telling you that this relationship is not good for you, people that in other situations you probably would take their advice, it's probably worth thinking about that and having a long, hard look at yourself and wondering, am I lying to myself in this relationship and what I want from? And kind of the flip side of dating in community is to date publicly. Don't hide away 
behind closed doors. Uh, a little tidbit of advice uh, from the Song of Solomon uh, is to let your relationship see as much daylight as possible. Dating is a complicated, confusing thing. Uh, but if we commit to letting God into all aspects of our life, including our relationships, we can cast our anxieties on him. We can pursue him wholeheartedly. And that's really the point. The point is to pursue God. Be patient. Give yourself the space that you need to evaluate properly. And if you find someone, go as fast as you can, but as slow as you must. And trust in God and what he has in store for you, even if that means that the relationship has to end. Um, I'm going to pray and then we're going to break down into our response groups uh, and you guys are going to look at some passages of scripture from the Bible and you guys are going to be able to have some discussions and ask some questions of your leaders uh, and maybe get some advice from them or give them some advice. Uh, we'll see how that goes. I'm going to pray. Please join me. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much. Um, for the gift that was your son on the cross, freeing us from the guilt of our sin. Uh, please help us to love you with everything that we have, uh, to commit our lives to you so that we can do this confusing dating thing the way that you want us to do it, which is with you as our focus. Please help us to be gracious and loving and also forgiving to one another in turn and help us to have good discussions in our groups tonight. In your son's name we pray. Amen.